Welcome to Wrestling With The Truth, the podcast for every pro wrestling fan. We've got heated debate, great guests, top 10 lists, reviews, previews, and so much more. And now here are your hosts, BC Hunter and the Nightmare, Jay Myers. All right, that is correct. It is BC Hunter and it is the Nightmare, Jay Myers. And we are here for a fun, fun episode. We're back to our top 10 roots. Jay, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. We're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time, folks. So uh, <laughs> that is, uh, I'm on this very... Uh, Hardcore 80s uh, rock. It's, I'm literally listening to a playlist called uh, 80s rock anthems, and it's phenomenal. Like Troop, only a few trooper, skits. obviously. <laughs> I had. There's not been a trooper yet. There's been a lot of Def Leppard so far. Some Poison. A lot of GNR. We gotta love yeah. that. I've only skipped a few. Like, not a big U2 fan. Not a big. Um, this is gonna. I'm, this is gonna sound horrible, and people are gonna throw shade. But like, not even a big. Uh, what was the Oh my God, the guy he's passed now. Um, long blonde Tom Petty, not a big oh, yeah. Tom Petty guy, but I know he had a lot of hits. But like, so I've been skipping a few songs. But fantastic! Just just listened to uh, recently in the cars, Unskinny Bop, which I have no <laughs> idea what that means, but it's a fantastic song. It's a it's an underrated banger. As it I is say. a banger, man. I know I'm harkening back to your heyday. So oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I was a '80s metal <laughs> hair metal freak, yeah. hair metal god. Hey, yeah. any Tesla in there? Hasn't been a Tesla yet, but funny mm. enough, about Tesla, I only discovered Tesla later in life. So they, they still were putting stuff out, and I just oh, got yeah. like mid-2010s, I think, or mid, yeah. maybe mid-2000s. I was like, who are these guys? I didn't realize they were so old, but yeah. their, uh, their new stuff was good, too. But anyway, well, yeah. I digress, but uh, yes, we are, uh, I know I am at least pumped for this list and, um, we, we, we could build on it from here with another list going forward, but, yep. um, these friggin' lists get so hard, man, to like whittle down. And I like, I go into it very confident and thinking it's going to be a slam dunk. And then I start writing them on paper and I'm scratching things out and moving them around. And so anyway, I'm, uh, excited to get into this list. So why don't you tell the fantastic people what we're talking about? Yeah, so uh, tonight's topic, for the benefit of those that do not have video and don't see that fancy ticker down the bottom (laughs) of our stream here, uh, tonight's topic is top 10 favorite finishing maneuvers of all time. And we've decided to split this into a couple of lists, so we will have a follow-up episode for this because there's just so many. We've decided to go with top 10 solo uh, not solo Sokoa, but, <laughs> but solo uh, finishing maneuvers. As and then we'll do a separate top ten in a few weeks on tag team finishing maneuvers because I yeah. think some of the tag team ones probably would have just dominated this this list. True. But uh, yeah, so we're doing the solo tonight, and we are excited about it. I love doing our top ten episodes. These are these are fun to scour through and to. to uh it's like picking your favorite child and you know you gotta put something off of there it's just crazy and uh so i think we should put a little wager friendly wager on uh how many are we going to uh, cross over here so uh for Mm. all of our fantastic listeners i think they all know by now those those five listeners that we have every week that uh that that i am more of um maybe 2000s on kind of guy and uh, bc's a little more of the fancies the old school uh yeah generation so but i do think we're gonna have more crossover than uh maybe anticipated, yeah. given yeah. how 
cool some of these moves are that I think we're going to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with, so we're doing 10. We're yep. going to exclude honorable mentions from this because yes. we mm-hmm. don't have a set number of those. So I'm going to say we are going to have a crossover of, oh, can I go, can I cheap out and go over or under or do I have to give a number? I'll give a number. I'm going to say four out of our 10 are going to be the same. Okay. I'm, I, I'm going to say five. Ooh. I could even go six, but I, I think, I think I'll play it safe and I'll go five. For okay. Okay. Right. I think you're going to be surprised on some that I left off my list for honorable mention, mm-hmm. but anyway, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And, definitely, um, I'm definitely going to shock the world with one of mine. I will give you that right now. <laughs> it's a snapmare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the cravat. Sorry. It's the cravat. <laughs> Ed the Strangler Lewis's snapmare. I, I made a joke to Jay earlier today that my number one was going to be Ole Anderson's armbar. <laughs> armbar. Yeah. And go with a straight up Larry. Oh, Larry could be on the list, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Especially well, JBLs. But... JBL, yeah, close yeah. from hell. Well, no, Larry, it's, not, it's not on mine, but that could yeah. have been, it could have made somebody's list, I'm sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, the uh, the old uh, Ole uh, armbar. <laughs> but you know what? If anybody who goes back and watches some of that stuff from the 70s and 80s from the Andersons, uh it legit was a finish maneuver because they just worked the hell out of a body part and then eventually just wrenched on it and i i can understand why back then but we'll get into that kind yeah, of we'll, uh, we'll get into the the later on of it. yeah but uh before we get started it's funny you mentioned uh the five listeners and um we've actually we, i I, yeah. I, am, I am totally being facetious i love you all i know i know no it, it's um you know, sometimes people get caught up in numbers and stuff like that. And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, our, our numbers, like we're not the biggest podcast going for sure, but we have a regular base. And, you know, usually when we throw an episode out there, usually between, I don't know, anywhere from 25 to 40 people are listening in within the first few days, which is still which, absolutely mind blowing. Which, which when is, we started is 25 or 40 more people than we thought. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and somebody put it in good perspective. Good I, forget us, what, I guess. I forget what I was watching, but somebody said, for people that get down on numbers and stuff like that, think about if 25 to 40 people came up to you and said, by the way, I'm you're going to put a conversation on in a in a room here in this hotel, and I'm coming to listen to that every single week. It would kind of blow your mind to know yeah, that there's 40 people absolutely. that want to hear what you have to say. So we appreciate every single listener that's out there, anybody who goes onto our YouTube channel and, and watches the uh, the videos and stuff like that. And one of the things that we always want to have from our listeners is feedback. And um, we want to be interactive with the listeners. We love love having conversations, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, or if now with the whole YouTube channel where people can comment on videos and stuff like that. Please give us some feedback and, and have some conversations with us on this, like on, on this episode. I know it was last minute, but I put out there as well, you know, some wanting to know what uh, some of the listeners uh, picks for favorite maneuvers are because we always like to include those things on the show so love it love it anybody who wants to you know interact with us feel free send us a message or, or um, respond on some of the the posts that we put out there but again thank you very much to everybody who tunes into our show it, it still blows my mind that even one person wants to hear our, our crazy ramblings but the fact that we have regular listeners and that they listen to the whole show, hopefully, because yeah, I, would, I yeah. would turn myself off, to be honest. Yeah, and and not only that, but also we have amazing friends that we've made uh, through other podcasters and stuff that help promote our show as well. And each week we try to to list off them. Like when we're promoting our show, I always like to throw a shout out to those guys out and tell people that 
go and listen to them as well because they are putting on some amazing content and uh most of them are people you've never heard of but you're getting some raw real uh takes on wrestling and sometimes it's a lot better than some of those big names that are under some other banners <clears throat> conrad <laughs> but, uh, they're not locked down by the uh by the 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 people that they're working for let's put it that way but yeah there's there's some amazing people this this whole wrestling podcasting community is amazing so we're it's, we're just it's huge blown away. like that's the that's the best part it's it's a massive community which it's amazing yeah so when you're on there like i say our social media it's it's um at wwtt pod on twitter and you'll notice every week usually on the wednesday or thursday after we've dropped an episode i'll i'll fire out some shout outs to all these amazing podcasters and please go and check them out um over on uh on facebook it's wrestling with the truth we certainly link up with the uh, podcasters on there and then of course we have our youtube channel at uh, wrestling with the truth over on youtube so we try to put out videos regularly. We've been kind of slacking the last couple of weeks. Just life's been busy. We had a hurricane that came through that kind of took power away and stuff like that. So we did. It, it threw like, a wrinkle in our episode last week, but we, yeah, we persevered. We did, and you know what? We had a fantastic episode, which is what I wanted to get um, before we get started. Just to give a quick update on that. If, for those who did listen, or for those that are new to this this show. Uh, we had on uh, Richard Butchow, who is the uh, owner and promoter for Atlantic Pro Wrestling, which is a local independent wrestling organization that had their inaugural event here in Nova Scotia. It was in Canning, Nova Scotia, small town Nova Scotia down in the Annapolis Valley. Uh, from we unfortunately we weren't able to make it to the show. Uh, just that's that's life, and it's been pretty hectic over the last couple of weeks. But we're planning on going to the next one. But from all reports and from talking to Richard, who let us know, it was a great success for them. It was a fantastic night of wrestling. Uh, from what I'm seeing on social media, just the fans that attended, they had all positive things to say about it. Great show. Just And we wanted to pass along some results from it. So uh, as we mentioned before, this was the uh, Chase for the Championship uh, semifinals, uh, or sorry, quarterfinals. That so was the next show will be the semifinals, but this is the quarterfinals and uh, some great names in there. So just to give you an update on that, uh, Kirk Abe uh, defeated Ryan Riggs to advance in the tournament. And I think that was one of our picks for one of our favorites. So we were one for one on that. Yep. Greaser defeated Mark Thomas. And uh, that's our boy Greaser. So two for two on that. Uh, the Maritime Juggernaut, Thad Howitt defeated Rick Owens to advance and uh, another favorite in that tournament. And in the main event, from what I hear, a tremendous main event, Wesley Pipes defeated Kobe Christ to advance to the semifinals. And uh, from all accounts, that was a great match. Uh, and I think you might have picked Wesley Pipes in that I match. Did. And, I yeah, believe so. I did. He's uh, I, I'm a big fan. I haven't seen him much in the last few years, but a uh, big fan. Uh, so I think you were four for four on your picks there, oh, brother. Look at that. I will uh, take all the credit because, yep. uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw some of the photos too. It looked like a great show, like it does. great atmosphere. I love mm -hmm. the look. Yep. Uh, Richard, like really very didn't professional mess around. looking, very professional looking. I, you know me, I'm big on the, the little things and it drives mm -hmm. me nuts when there's like, um, no offense, but ratty aprons and mm -hmm. ratty looking rings. I just, I think yep. takes away from the product. So uh, he, his looked really, 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 really professional, which was nice. 
really great. Uh, so now it has just been announced, and I'm just pulling it up here. Uh, they are already announced. Remember, we talked to Richard. He wasn't yeah. sure. We were thinking maybe January for a show, but due to popular demand, they've actually booked a, their next show for November 18th, and it's going to be at the Lewis Millet Community Complex in New Minus, Nova Scotia. So if you're in uh, Nova Scotia or even Atlantic Canada, it's not that far to come from New Brunswick or PEI. Uh, make sure that you go check it out. Um, the, they're going to be announcing matches soon. Their advanced tickets will go on sale very soon. And this one we do plan on being at, and we're hoping yep. to maybe get some footage from it uh, for the YouTube channel, maybe get some get to talk to some of the participants as well, maybe even talk to some of the fans. Um, you know, But uh, we're pretty excited about it because just even showing the pictures, I mean, it just looks like it was a fun evening there. And uh, to let you know as far as the actual tournament that's going on so now all right i'm gonna put you on the spot here brother um here's our two matches it's kirk abe versus greaser in the first semifinal and then it's wesley pipes versus thad howitt in the second semifinal what do you think's moving to the finals in that one i mean my my heart tells me greaser should should uh move on but i think kirk's kirk's got it kirk's uh Mm-hmm. Kirk's a beast in there, and then I'm going to go Pipes all the way. I'm going to go Abe and Pipes in the final. Okay. And I'm going to go with Pipes in that, in that, uh, moving on to the finals. And I'm going to pick my heart. I'm going to go with my heart with Greaser. I think he's going to pull out the surprise. He's going to pull out the surprise, and it's going to be Greaser and Abe, or sorry, Greaser and Pipes in the right. finals. And that will be on their third show. So, uh, looking forward to it. So congratulations to Richard. Uh, we're really happy to hear that it was a successful night and that they're already making plans for their second show. So yeah. stay tuned and we'll make sure that we announce uh, anything else that comes up as far as matches. And uh, we might even get uh, Richard back to promote that show too, because he was a great guest. Yep. And who knows, we might have to bring the uh, wrestling with the truth championship and I might, ha- we might have to do 24 seven rules and defend it. There. So, I mean, <laughs> we might we'll, have to defend it. We'll, there. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> And will we go home with it is the question. <laughs> I don't know. We, yeah, we have to tune in to that show, I guess. Hey, man, even we can pull a roll-up, right? <laughs> the most devastating finisher in all of professional wrestling, the roll Well, for sure, and that brings me to my next topic because, you know what, <laughs> when we were talking about this, and this uh, this spurred on from a little conversation I was having on Twitter with one of our uh, supportive uh, friends on there, um, and we'll get to that later on, but... Uh, we were talking about finishers and who's got what and what's your favorite. And then it brought up the question, are there actually any finishing maneuvers anymore? Because it seems like every finisher, quote unquote, gets kicked out of uh, multiple times during a match, except for that dreaded roll up. <laughs> the, the most devastating move. So, I mean, it is a good question to pontificate. My opinion is yes, there still is because I think what we sort of claw, I was going to say, cloud but gloss over is that there's a lot of signature moves right and a lot mm-hmm. of signature moves that have won matches in the past but like they're not necessarily for instance take the v-trigger right for kenny yep. omega he's got the mm-hmm. v-trigger but that's not really his finisher that's one of no. his many signature moves but it's he has but he has won matches with that v-trigger too right so mm-hmm. so and I mean, there's, I mean, a whole host of moves you could go down the down the list. So now, now speaking of V triggers, there was a debate that came up on Twitter this week, and I don't know, it's 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 a tough one. 
A lot of people are saying Mandy, Mandy Rose's V Trigger. <laughs> oh my might, God, it's not. Might a v be better than Kenny that is Omega's not a V Trigger. I'm sorry, I love her to death, but that is not a V Trigger. It is not. It is a sexy knee, but it's not a V Trigger. I don't know is her I, is her pin style better than Kenny Omega's? <laughs> yes, and her attire is much better, but it's not a V Trigger. Well, Kenny's got some cake back there too, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I to like to the to the uh, sort of spirit of the question. I mean, it could be argued that for most, like I'd say, eighty eighty five percent of talent out there now, maybe. But there is still quite a lot of guys out there. Like, for instance, uh, like just take Jericho. I mean, yeah. he still uses that that spin. He used the spinning elbow, I think, on Rampage or Dynamite last week. He uses the line tamer from time to time. That still is pretty devastating mm-hmm. like and then the one winged angel again i think there's only been the one has anybody kicked out of that yet or we had the one person kick out of it lately i think but yeah. anyway, i can't remember who but like that is still one of the more protected moves and i think we just have to go down to define protected moves and it's tough it's tougher it's way harder than the 80s and early 90s to find those moves but i think they still exist like if taker like just as of three or four years ago, Taker's tombstone was still hundred percent a finisher. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was still, I mean, um, Kane choke slam. If he shows up, you know what I mean? I guess that like it's, there's still some of those moves, but I mean, it's, it's way harder. I think what's his name? Um, uh, the British guy, uh, who's kind of free agent or new Japan or whatever. Um, what is his name? Oh my God match with ricochet and then he's got the beef with kenny omega what is his name will osprey will osprey his mm-hmm. move is highly protected too isn't it i believe mm-hmm. um i forget what well, it I, is but you know you know what ironically is was the most protected move in professional wrestling and i know fans hate him but we love him but baron corbin's finisher was the oh, most protected nobody had kicked out good of that point. until drew Who, has anybody oh drew right okay i drew, was gonna say i yeah. don't remember anybody kicking out of that Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic move too. How did I? Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I didn't think of that one. But the end of days. Um, yeah. So I think it just comes down to how many. Uh, see, to me, it's about the guy doing the move, right? It's about the guy or the girl doing mm-hmm. the move. And let's well look at Jade. Let's just talk women. Jade's mm-hmm. move is hundred percent. Nobody's kicked out of that yet. You know what I mean? And she's thirty-seven or whatever it is, and oh, and so yeah. that would I would argue is protected right now. And like comes down to the performer and the talent doing the move, not exactly the move, because we all know that moves are rehashed and recycled and mm-hmm. rejigged all over the place. It's about the person delivering it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just look at Roman. Like, the spear, nobody's kicking out of that spear. Well, no, they kicked, kicked out, of, out of it a number of times. Well, was that spear or was that the Superman punch? Both. was it okay Mm -hmm. i mean it's brock so that doesn't really count i guess but i Mm -hmm. guess it does still but yeah anyway my answer after that long-winded uh approach is yes there is still finishing moves but i would say it's 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 less common for everybody only because let's be real it's really more common in wwe because they don't have as many Mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want to be derogatory but they don't have as many kickouts as in all of those like multiple finisher kickouts type situations, yeah. they have lots of they have lots of near falls and they have lots of false finishes, but not in the way that like Rollins would hit five stomps, right? It, yeah, stomp. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know of anybody kicking out of the stomp yet. He did two to 
Did you do two to Drew? Was it somebody you did two recently? Didn't, anyway. didn't Cody? Didn't Cody kick Cody might have kicked out yeah. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I think he did. So, like, again, can you have it 100% of the time be protected? I don't know if that's a good storytelling dynamic, right? If if it is, if you do a story around it being 100% not kicked out of, but unless it's still 100% not kicked out of and you're still running with that angle, you you, you kind of have, anyway, I don't know. I guess it yeah. just becomes more tough to play that in but so i think there is still it's it's fewer than it was it boils down to the performer but i mean your point is a a valid point in that it's not as common as it used to be that's for sure well and and what brought that on is my thoughts you know like being my kind of you know sarcastic self as far as disdain for everything uh in today's (laughs) wrestling yeah no, it's not the same for everything, it, but <laughs> but it, it does. What it made me aware of is really how great a job they did in the past to protecting yeah. finishing maneuvers. That's true. And, That's a good point. And and it it shows, it, and I, I mean this. I'm not trying to rip everybody today, but it shows maybe a lack of imagination as far as the storytelling, uh, because now their storytelling, what they think is good imagination, is have this wrestler looks super strong by kicking out of 14 different finishing maneuvers, not just their opponent's finisher, but then the opponent does somebody, the 12 yeah. other people's finishers, which or yeah. Their, okay, uh, it, the, uh, their opponent's finisher or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, I get it. They're trying to make the person look strong, but to the point I've mentioned to you a lot of times when we're texting back and forth when watching a pay-per-view or something, I'll say like, really, what else can they do? Like yeah. they're going to have to take a machine gun to, to yeah. like, kill the person or something yeah whereas like we talked about a long time ago like somebody like say um savage fighting jake roberts and you'd see jake he's just about to snap the ddt and then savage would slip you know slide out of there and and it'd be like you know jake would just be like oh i'm so close to that and they do that multiple times during the match now i get it some of the finishers were not as epic or as powerful as some of the like i mean you had people went in with a flying forearm or, or, you know, a very weak sleeper hold or, or something like that, but they meant something back then. And I think they, they made sure that they were protected. And you also didn't see on the same card, 14 yeah. people do that maneuver earlier no, in the match. Um, uh, yeah. Not that no, I'm putting uh, down not what you see today is way more athletic finishers, way more yeah. athletic finishers and more devastating looking finishers. I just wish they would, pull back a bit on the kicking out like you said wwe tends not to do that as much they're still guilty of it yeah but they don't do it as much like they'll do it on a pay-per-view but you don't see every week on television and it's not usually multiple finishers right it's usually multiple big spots so i guess i would sort of put a question back to you don't you think though that a lot of what you just spoke to which is which is very valid but don't you think that comes down to how the matches are produced now versus back in the 80s and 90s so like they almost frame these guys and you said it as like, okay, if you get to kick out of X move, then you're looking really strong and then you got it. Mm-hmm. But you've mentioned it several times too, in that that would be okay if they don't then kick out a one for something else that just comes after it or something right. like that. Right. So like, yeah. I think the intention is knob. It, it, the intention is noble in that mm-hmm. they, they want to make these guys look really strong. So they, they throw it all the, the ammo at them and all stuff, but it's, it's how the execution comes off. Sometimes it doesn't, if they were truly like selling moves more and like slow, like for instance, like you have a match and it's, I don't know, insert 
wrestler here and then like Orton and over time he hits one RKO and they, they yeah. both get up and they sell it and then he but he doesn't get over to pin him in time and then five minutes go by and he hits another RKO but he can't pin him for whatever reason but they're mm-hmm. really staggering and all this yep. Stuff. Yep. that makes more sense than that's just protecting RKO, the move right yeah. RKO kick out RKO kick out right so speaking of which RKO is probably another one of those most protective maneuvers too agree nobody agreed. nobody kicks out of that yeah that's mm-hmm. very valid so mm-hmm. I agree with your thought on in principle and your like, but mm-hmm. I just think it's more around how they actually produce the matches in in a, a aesthetic versus yeah. the they're trying to do what we're saying, but it doesn't come yeah. off it doesn't come off right. I don't think. Sure, and and you're right. It does. That's where somebody's got to pull these guys aside and say, guys, I know what you're doing. And the other problem, well, it, there's a whole range of problems behind this. One. There's too much wrestling right now. There's too yeah, much TV time true. to fill where you have these guys every week having to do 30-minute matches where, yeah, of course they got to throw these yeah. maneuvers in there because they got to fill time. They also, you can't sell as much because you have an impatient audience. You have, like, I'm hearing people bitching and moaning on on social media and, and YouTube now because they're getting impatient with this whole white rabbit thing. I'm like, this is one of the best <laughs> things like we've seen. in Phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, for God's sake, just show Bray already. It's like, guys, like, let's just settle down, right? They they had Sting in the Raptors for an entire year before. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. But, but, um, but we got like three weeks of of uh, these white rabbit things and people lose their mind. But but yeah, like, so you, you have an impatient audience. You have a, almost an ADHD yeah. audience. You have too much time to film. You have multiple matches you could even argue maybe they did a bunch of other finishers in the match, but they never did theirs Their until own, the very yeah. end. But yeah. then, but then it goes back to, but then you've now used somebody else's you've, finish. You've maneuver. weakened somebody else's. Right. But, but, but uh, it's, I'd okay, also I get argue. it. It's not all yeah. their fault. And this is not, by the way, this is not a today thing. This started in the nineties. Yeah. Like, true. How many times did you see besides Austin? How many times did you see people kicking out of yeah. all these finishes? And then You're right. you had the rock using a DDT as a, as a setup maneuver yep. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so this isn't, I don't, I'm not saying this is, this is it, but it's become almost a crutch for these guys. Like we'll have a five-star match because we kick out of all these different maneuvers. And, and, right? and to that point around it starting a, a generation ago, it's also, I would argue led to guys not knowing how to properly sell now. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I'm not saying that as a in a shitty way, like to be like, oh, they're all shit because they're no, probably, I know what you mean. They're, I know they're what you ten mean. times better than they were ever in the '80s and '90s. But the psychology of selling in the same way that we look at it has not they they haven't been teaching that I don't think because it's about spot and spot and spot and spot and spot mm-hmm. for most people, right? I mean, that's pr- primarily what's going on in today's wrestling. So, like the guy like a i don't know who's a new school guy like mjf who's a guy mm-hmm. who just he sells the shit out of everything and he's slow and he's deliberate mm-hmm. some people don't like that right mm-hmm. i even heard um criticism on bobby rude the other day which it's fair in that they were just like he's entrance and all that stuff he's great character all that stuff but like when he gets in the ring he just doesn't do it for me because he's that old school style and i was like that's a fair valid point mm-hmm. but he, i would argue he's doing it masterfully in that he he's his pacing is is to a point and but again to your to your comment around the adhd stuff then like they're almost afraid to put a slower but you don't have to like and i don't like slower pace matches either but you can do it where you still sell a fucking move yeah. like that's not yeah, exactly. that's not a slow pace it's just 
make me believe. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't believe that any of these guys are hurt at all in any yeah. of these matches. Well, and there's one more thing to that as well, Jay, is um, there's a difference between somebody whose finisher is a submission move and they get it on to somebody and they crawl to the ropes and they break yeah. it up. That's different than oh, somebody yeah, 100% hit, different, yeah. hitting that devastating finisher and they kick out at two or they kick yeah. out at one or whatever. That's So there, maybe that gets lost a little bit too with some of the... But yeah, I, fair point. It, it's, it's just, that's just modern wrestling right now. And it's some people love it and they and they... And, you know they they just don't get me wrong it can make for it. really great matches though like like i don't think we shouldn't gloss over the fact that it has been enjoyable and entertaining in a lot of cases even when guys are kicking out and like just you mentioned roman to brock like those yes. matches they've had lately have been fantastic so sure yeah i don't think we can just say it's it's completely for the worse but no it's it's definitely a thing that is different than it used to be that's for sure I guess when, and again, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to pick on AEW here. It's just this is they tend to be the one that's that's the culprit a bit more. And to use an example, I don't want to see Orange Cassidy and Danhausen kick. I thought you were of, just going to say period. Like I don't want to see. Orange no, no, Cassidy. no, no, I, I, no. I, I get like I get why he's over and stuff like that. But I don't want to see Orange Cassidy and Danhausen kick out of thirty finishers. Yeah. You know that that should have killed them. They literally literally killed them. Yeah, a hundred and something pounds. You know, I get Brock Lesnar. Like you need a Mack truck to hit him yeah. in the middle of a highway to put him down. I get that. Or but, Bobby you know, Lashley, or yes, yeah, or even yes. Drew, really. Right, right, but uh, see, and it it could be it could be Orange Cassidy, it could be Jeff Hardy, it could be you know um, Drew Gulak. Dar- I don't Darby know. I'm Allen, to, yeah, yeah, but but Brock, that makes sense in in that match that yeah. those guys are going to kick out. So Agreed. I guess that's where it comes from. And even if it was Orange Cassidy doing it on a pay per view where they they said, you know what, this is the night we're getting Orange Cassidy over. He's going to kick out of everything. Okay, I can agree with that, but. On a random episode of Dark, yeah, you don't you don't want to see that happen. I guess that's no. it just bastardized things. But anyways, we're we're going down the road. But yeah. it was kind of a facetious question, anyways. But it's it's just more so. It's but it makes you think, though. It does make you think on the differences for sure. Yeah, and it really makes you appreciate a move that does get protected for, say, yeah. like the RKO or the uh, or the um, end well, of like, days or like it or like, like it or hate it, people. I mean, seen as fu or attitude adjustment, whatever. It was cooler when it was the fu because it was actually a little different. But that is again one of the most protected moves, I think. And uh, it's a shitty move. That's it's, the worst part. Like, it was sh- cool when he used to go down with. So I don't know if you guys remember, but when he first started as like rapper John Cena, and it was called the fu. He actually would go to the side and like land on his butt when he did it, so it actually mm-hmm. looked more impactful, like almost looked like a like a driver or whatever, because he would mm-hmm. he would do the same sort of flip, which does look shitty because he's just standing up, ish. I mean, he kind of throws them and like he, but like he would go down and land way cooler than he does now. He like yeah, I know he goes to his yeah. knees or whatever now, but yeah. it looked just looked more impactful when it was the fu. I thought, they yeah, the guys. That, yeah, for sure. It, it, so it, it's it's just it's just taste and stuff like that, yeah. but. It, well, it, that well, all of this shit is subjective. I mean, all of these moves that well, it's not, I guess, in that we're going to get into the list and we can tell why, but like mm-hmm. ish, they're still subjective because it's like yeah. I like something because it looks cool to me, and maybe you don't like it because it doesn't look cool to you, right? So, right. And what it made me think of with because originally when I was doing the list, I'm like, oh no, maybe I can't put a bunch of these moves on because now they've just been bashed. But I'm like, no, because yeah. I'm thinking of the wrestler themselves, and because there's. And, 
certain versions of those maneuvers where that, I like it because that of the wrestler did like yeah. like I might put the Stone Cold Stunner on there, but I'm not going to put Disco Inferno's version of it on there. You know what I mean? I the forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. What about Mikey Whipgrep? You're not going to put Mikey right. Whipgrep's um, whip, there you whip go. wreck? Yeah, what was it the the whipper cracker? Uh, whipper 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 snipper, wasn't it? Or uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Somebody will correct yeah, this, I'm sure. But yeah, so so that's that's the other side of it too. But one thing that it made me think of is the fact that when you knew back in the day, when a finisher was hit, the match was over. And now yeah. you don't know that right now. You so. definitely don't. Yeah, which okay. some might argue adds to it, right? But let's exactly. let's get into it. Let's get into it, buddy. Let's go. Let's okay. Let's so do this. I went with four. You went with. Did you say five or six that we're going to have the same? I forget what you actually landed on. I, I said you were wishy-washy. I'm right? settling on five, okay, and five. you said four. I said so, four. So we'll do it. We'll go back and forth on okay. this as we we're usually do. We're starting at do. 10, right? Uh, we're starting at 10. Yeah. Well, okay. No, we'll start at seven. How about that? <laughs> we'll zigzag. <laughs> we'll go up and then we'll go down. <laughs> Just keep things interesting. All right. I got my list in front of me here. Okay, so we're going to do the imaginary coin toss and flip, <laughs> and it lands on Jay, and he's got heads. Okay, so there, we go. there you go. Okay. You, got, you got number one. There. So I think I'm going to blow everyone's minds, including yours, with my number 10. Um, and it's not because of the guy, even though I did like the guy doing the move. But my number 10 is, for me... And it would be higher if he was a, a better talent or like had a better career and stuff. But number 10 for me is Mount Morgan drop. One of the coolest friggin' finishing moves I've ever seen. If you remember Matt Morgan, he would pick mm -hmm. him up in a vertical suplex, hold mm -hmm. him up there. And then he would swing him back down into basically a rock bottom side slam. Kind oh of deal. yeah. 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 It okay. was mm -hmm. insane. And he would do it to anybody. He could do it to big guys, little guys, obviously I, I, I was a big Matt Morgan fan early days, and then he went to TNA and stuff. And he, I think he called it. Um, it was. It had a cooler name when he left WWE because I think they. I mean, it was like the Devilizer or some. I don't know some shit like that. But like, anyway, that was uh, my number ten because of how much I just remember that. And that was again that like heyday of two or mid two thousands, and I think he was around mid two thousands ish, and uh, just thought that move looked so cool because he's such a big dude. He could pick anybody up and just it just he hung him up there and slammed him down. It was like that was and again, it didn't didn't matter because he didn't have much of a career, but I just thought for me, that's just on like if I'm in a video game, that's a move that I'm doing for my guy, you know what I mean? Because that's mm -hmm. it's a cool looking move. Sure. Okay. That's I you know what he never man, I forgot about Matt Morgan to be quite yeah. in to be quite honest but well, uh, he was forgettable in WWE, I guess, but that's a stupid <laughs> gimmick they gave a stuttering gimmick. Oh. And he actually I had just, a really good run in TNA for anybody out there who wants to look him yeah, up. He had a he solid did. run as the blueprint. It was really cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. he did for sure. Okay, cool. So my number 10, um, one that I forgot about, and I was like, oh, God, I got to put this on the list here. But it's um, The Razor's Edge by Razor Ramon. Number 10? Number 10. Blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. well, you should wait till you hear my list, man. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I just probably it's spoiled my list, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, it was just such a, I mean, I think part of it was the cool factor of Scott yeah. Hall is what helped it out. I mean, because um, I've seen different versions of it where people actually throw the person as opposed to he yep. just kind of Well, there's a Celtic them. cross for, from yeah. Seamus. Seamus kind of yeah. has that mm -hmm. where he would just, no, Seamus, I guess, goes down too. Uh, Ethan Page does the throw. That's, does the throw, yeah. yeah. He does the, Which, the throw style. Is it probably a more devastating version yeah. of it? But because of Scott Hall's size, um, his height, how high he'd get them up, 
and just the cool factor of Scott Hall, it yeah. just made it look like a cool, devastating maneuver. Agreed. I'll get into the reasons why I love it uh, when I do mine, because it is mm-hmm. on my list too, but uh, for similar but a little bit different factors, but yeah. Yep. So uh, number 10, Scott Hall. Or, or Well, I guess it would be, what was it? it was well, Scott probably, Hall's Razor's Edge, yeah. I mean, I Yeah, it was the Razor's Edge with R- Razor Ramon, but what was it? It when was the Outsider's Scott? Edge. Outsider's, Outsider's Edge, edge. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, okay. what are these, Ethan Page calls it... Uh, I think he even calls it something edge too, but anyway, maybe, I don't know. Maybe All right. We go on. The, to probably nine. like the ego's edge or something. Like I that. think you're right. I think it actually yeah. is the ego's edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so number nine for me is uh, I, you could encompass it in, and people are going to be pissed that I picked this version of it. But uh, to me, there's only two top rope moves on my list. Um, you can probably think of the other one after this one, but um obviously you want flash you want kind of the impact kind of thing and i thought d'lo brown's lowdown was <laughs> unbelievably awesome to watch because he is a bigger guy he does the that he did that fantastic leg split thing where he went he went mm-hmm. straight under like eddie's frog splash not taking it away from him it looked really cool but it didn't have the same pizzazz that like d'lo did when he jumped he got a lot of air and he did that really big leg split thing where he, he, mm-hmm. he swung his arms underneath his legs and he's such a big dude that he comes down and he hits. So to me, the low down was, was top notch. One of the, one of my favorite top rope moves for sure. Plus that the chest protector was devastating. <laughs> yes, yes, it really was. <laughs> Oh man! I was trying well, to think of the start of his song. What was the start of his? He had a catchy wasn't it, kind of. Wasn't it "You Better Recognize" or something like something that? Like that. I don't know. He had a really cool kind of start of the song. But anyway, so yeah, low down. That was uh, the low down frog splash. And he had the what was it? The sky high. What was, was that sky the high? Other? Also very yeah. cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Sky high was pretty innovative at the time. I think most guys do it now as like a sort of a, a regular move. But yeah, that's that's true. But I was partial to the low down for sure. That was my, sure. Uh, yeah, one of my faves. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give away something. The frog splash didn't make my list, but it's in my honorable mentions, and yeah. I kind of included a bunch of different people there Fair. for different Just reasons. Keeping and it in general, yeah. D'Lo is definitely a guy that yeah. you can put in there. It was because he's such a big guy; it looked devastating. That was part of my thing: is it has to look devastating, right? Yeah. So I yeah. I'm I ain't laying there taking that frog splash from him. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. That ain't happening. Yep. No, great call on that. Okay. Uh, and a surprise one. Uh, you definitely can see yep. where your interest in wrestling was really <laughs> peaked. Uh, for me, uh, so this is a modern one, obviously, and we've mentioned it before, but the RKO is uh, yeah. definitely on my list. I mean, again, it's a protective finisher, and I love how um, Orton can just do so many different variations. And, and he's it's now become a challenge to do the really freaky RKOs that he's done. I mean, there, everybody will remember the Evan Bourne one and the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Seth Rollins won from WrestleMania yeah. off oh, the back. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, There's been a ton of them. Kofi's had some memorable ones, I think. Too. Yeah. Hogan, when he did that slow motion one on the, on the, uh, on <laughs> I, the <laughs> I think credit. That's to, not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think credit to Randall too. He's evolved it over the years too. Right. Cause I oh, don't yeah. think it, it, it really didn't start out. Cause he had terrible moves when he first came in with those mm. biker shorts and stuff. And like, <laughs> He 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 definitely really fin- like he he just perfected that move over time I yeah. think and so much so that people are oh it's just an it's just a cutter I'm like no it's not it's not just a cutter like yeah it's 
principally a cutter, but he, he, he makes it. So it's not really a cutter at all. Like it, it he's got so much more oomph to it, but anyway, he could He does not. That guy is so disrespected in this business. He, he does not get the credit he deserves, man. I know. I honestly want to see him be the guy that breaks Flair's record. To be quite honest, yeah, that'd just... be cool. But uh, I mean, the other thing topic, is, you get... he's 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 there's some concerns with his back, I guess. So yeah, no. uh, fingers yeah. crossed he gets back. But but they uh, there's always been the argument, oh, is it, which is better, the RKO or the the diamond cutter? And I get I don't that even people love. I don't even think it's a good question. Well, some people that are more yeah. anti WWF are going to say the the diamond cutter. I just wasn't as big a fan of the diamond cutters. It didn't look as devastating right. to me. It was now, slow motion almost. Yes. And he, all he did was he just dropped Yanked down. Him, now, yeah. he did have a few variations. Like he did one one time where a guy's feet were on the top rope and he dropped him down. That was cool. Right. Um, he did one one time where it was kind of out of a uh, like a fireman's carry. That was cool. But it wasn't a regular thing. It was usually it was just DDP would catch him and he dropped down right. on the mat. Whereas Orton jumps up in the air and really well down. and let's not forget he didn't come up with ddp he didn't create it anyway it was johnny ace that that really created it's that the ace cutter, right? yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. like to give credit where it's due it's not even ddp's move if you want to go that way too and i'm with you it just didn't have the same look to me it always it, it looked cool in the moment because we didn't know what the rko would turn out to be but mm-hmm. it's just it's like to me a slower version of the rko where he doesn't jump he doesn't get yep. air at all he doesn't he doesn't have any of that sort of and yes if you want to break down the rko he's barely there's not really a ton of impact when he actually lands the guys on his arm on we get all that but it's it's not about that it's about the look of it like in general and the setup and the stomping on the mat and all that stuff so yeah i'm, I'm with yeah. you on that all right let's move on now to number eight okay number eight so back-to-back top rope moves for me, but number eight for me is uh, the Macho Man's flying <laughs> elbow, I think. And that's specific to Macho. I'm not a big fan of, like, Punk's elbow was looks like shit to me. And, like, it does there's, look there's, like shit. There's yeah. a bunch of elbows that are just like, come on, like, get, like be do better, as the kids say these days. Mm-hmm. But to me, the originator, the, like, the innovator of that move, I don't know. I'm sure there was guys who did it before him, but the air he got the way he like you could do like a jordan or a roman reigns sort of silhouette with that elbow kind of t- mm-hmm. he almost like his knee and his elbow were together at one point before he like yeah. hit him you know what i mean like that that arc like it was just beautiful and i was just a ginormous macho man mark so like i was just let's not forget my all-time about favorite move as a kid Let's not forget about a big part of that whole maneuver was the beginning of it where he stands up in the top. Oh, and he does the fingers up. Yes. That's a big part of it too, right? The showmanship of it. Yeah, 100%. And he would, I don't think he, I don't think Savage gets enough credit for how much air he would get across the ring too. Like he he did that move halfway across the ring sometimes when guys were laid out, right? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, big, big fan of uh, Macho's flying elbow. I thought it was one of my favorite moves of all. Well, I know it's only eight on my list, but it, it, it's just little did I know as a kid that there would be so many more cool moves to come, but it, it was like my favorite move when I was a kid. Well, I'm not going to go too far in it because it's obviously on my list as yeah. well, so I'll get into it when when it's there. But I will say this, not only was it a finisher, but it was also a reviver. If you don't, if you remember him dropping the elbow on Hogan to revive him. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So he was almost a medical professional at the same time as well. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Hogan was magical. Uh, it was. Okay, so my number eight is going to be Maneuver, and you can pick whoever you want that, that 
did it, but it's the power bomb. Fair. And y- you can either pick Vader, you can pick Sid, you can pick Batista if you want. Um, yeah. You can pick Wardlow if you want to go modern for this, and you can pick Diesel. I mean, there's so many different people that I can't used believe it, you but... didn't throw Doctor Death in there. Wasn't he one of the originators of? Uh, wasn't it the Doctor Death bomb or whatever? Like, didn't he yeah, have a power bomb? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. But he had the Oklahoma Stampede as well. Oh yeah, so, fair. Yeah, I was thinking the Doctor Bomb. Is that Doctor Death? Yeah. But I think um, the Doctor Bomb was a variation of it anyway. But but there's so many people now yeah. for me i like the guys who would do it where they would hold on to somebody and drive them down like a vader yeah. or what like a wardlow does now versus some of the guys like i i always found like like especially diesel he would just get them up and just let them go and they kind of float down you which know? would look like, cool on a big guy because he's so tall yeah. and like the gravity would take over but i agree it does it doesn't look good when it's just he doesn't get them up all the way yeah. well and we've talked about this in in past shows i think i am a huge gunther fan now but i think his powerbomb looks like shit to be honest he it, he drops them like gingerly uh, on mm-hmm. the mat and he should mm-hmm. be driving their friggin' head through the mat right right yeah it's, and that's... They, it's because he gets so low it just he there's not a big fall for them right right mm-hmm. so i mean i think don't forget i know you're gonna uh chuckle at this but adam bomb had a really good powerbomb too sure yeah yeah there's yeah. another guy right there yeah. i mean there there's so many it's a big man's move it should be yeah. a big man's it move like so cool, it doesn't too. look as devastating when you see a smaller guy do it like they no. a lot of times a smaller guy will do the sit out powerbomb you know and it's just ah i don't know i like, like that too though i mean that's batista's batista bomb was the sit out but like yeah you're fair the little guys t- sort of snap it you know what i mean they yeah. sort of like come down really quick and snap it or Whatever, but yeah, hundred percent. It's such a cool move. But again, like, I I even struggle to think of it as a finisher now because it's you see it like multiple. It's times been bastardized, and, and, right? Yeah. But but back in the day, the power well, bomb was bronze the scary. It back though, bronze bringing yeah. it back. It looks like and Wardlow, Wardlow's bringing Wardlow, it back. It was power, power bomb symphony, right? Yeah. So it, it was it was back in the day. It was the scariest move that that Agreed. was going on when those guys were doing. So yeah, Agreed. that definitely is. is if you had to pick who would you, who would you say did it the best and would be your favorite power bomb? Maybe Vader, maybe Vader yeah, with I'm that. Um, all I can picture for Vader is that splash in the corner, but, but I really, I really do like, uh, I like Wardlow's. It is cool. And like the end. flipping up and stuff. I think sometimes it gets a bit, like slow going when he's trying uh-huh. to flip him back up and do it. And then he kind of loses steam. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, and, he, the first yeah. couple, he looks really good. Batista's was pretty good too, especially I, when I he really do it through a Batista's. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. you, and maybe purposely so, but I, I actually was a big fan. I think maybe, um, you just glossing over, but I loved the last ride. I thought that was a fantastic yeah. variation of the power bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't have the same oomph for taker, but I thought mm-hmm. it was one of the coolest moves at the time. Yeah, for sure. Which right. I think one of what's the the Japanese guy does that now, but he like sits down on it. It's uh, he kind of pulls him up, kind of then does a sit down powerbomb version. Anyway, doesn't matter. But there's still quite a bit of guys doing that. All right, okay, let's go on to number seven. Number seven. Uh, so speaking of uh, the dead man, I have uh, the tombstone pile driver on my list. Of number seven. Mad respect for the move. It was never like my. It, it, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't a big taker guy as a kid, but like, obviously it's a cool move when you see it and he does it to Sid or he does it to Nash or whatever. But it was always one of those moves where it was cringeworthy sometimes because you're like, is mm-hmm. he going to drop this guy in his head? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe I just never enjoyed it as much. But that being said, half you have to agree that it was one of the most protected moves 
in history, yes. right? Yes. In history. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's got to be on the list. It looks devastating when it does pull off. He had the, I think what also makes a really cool finishing move is the pin sometimes and like mm-hmm. best bar none pin of all pins for any finishing yep. move, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tombstone Paul Jever for me, even though I'd probably want to move it down on my list, I think it needs to be higher up just because of who who it was, who he was doing the move and how protected it was. It's just, you can't not. This is going to blow your mind, but it's not on your list. It's not on my list. Wow. Now I do, I do have another version of the pile driver on the list, but his, his is not on my list. Really? Okay. Yeah. None of his finishers are on my list. You don't have any taker moves on your list. No. Uh, Now here's the thing. And I'll agree. It was one like his, all of his finishers were some of the most protected. I think for me with the tombstone was, it was pretty obvious that the head wasn't hitting the mass. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Very yeah. good point. So it lost that impact for you, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It did. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It, it just t- Taker goes down for me as like the greatest gimmick of all time, right? Yeah. So I mean, it just it, he could have done a tickle fight and it would have been his <laughs> finisher, and they would have protected it, right? So well, it's, well, you must have loved the uh, devil. What do you call it? Hell's Gate. <laughs> Remember when he was the MMA guy for a long time? Yeah, he, he just it, did the go-go platter. Yeah, I wasn't a called? big fan of that either. No, but. I know. It's just it's just Taker, right? Like he yeah. he did the choke he didn't, slam he sometimes. Didn't it did, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, good uh, point. No, it's yeah. a solid take on it. I just out of respect, I threw it on my list. To be honest, sure, like yeah. That. No, it's a great. Uh, I fully uh, agree with it being on the list. It deserves it. I just again when I went through this list, like oh my god, this stuff it's crazy off to think of it's on your list. Wow, okay, yeah, I'm I interested. know. All right, so my number seven. Those it's ironic that you mentioned Taker because. This one was what caused the streak to be broken. It's the F5 by Brock Lesnar. Okay. All right. And, yeah. um, and that goes Can't back to that. it's just a big, massive barn boy that can toss people around like they're paper. And he fires people up in the air and drops them on their head yeah. with that maneuver. It's just. Well, it's I was going to say it's one of the only moves that it's, it's a move that only a fraction of the guys out there could do the very, very small percentage of guys could do that move and take uh, Lesnar's one of them. I mean, Taker could probably do it too, but not in his nowadays, but early days he probably could have, but like, it's not even just a strength thing. You got to be coordinated. You have to be athletic enough Mm -hmm. to like get out of the way when you spin them. And um, Brian cage does it to a degree. And he, Mm -hmm. he kind of does it a little different take where he kind of, doesn't spin him as much as Brock does. He just kind of drops him and sort of lays on his back too. Whereas mm-hmm. Brock just viciously and violently kind of throws him down, which I just, oh my God, it's like, it's on my list. So I, I'll get into that when I do mine, but oh, totally, yeah. agree. I mean, totally agree. Yeah. And I mean, he, he did it to like big show. I mean, he did to anybody it, yeah. with ease. Do you remember the one he did to Albert that time where he dropped him on his head? Vaguely. Like I, I don't know how well because Albert's got a neck the size of like Manitoba, <laughs> but I mean it's I'm surprised he didn't break his neck. But yeah, he just he he over rotated him and basically right. dropped him on his head. But that's what's insane is that you could over rotate a guy like Albert. That's how much of a freak Brock Lesnar is. <laughs> I know. God, so he's just, so good, man. Just for that alone, that's why. Yeah. Like not the Camara though. I'm not putting the Camara on. There. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we'll get more right. of the F5 when I go over mine because uh, number same, six, then my friend. So number six for me is, um, and again, I I have not. Um, I've talked probably at length on this podcast that I, I'm not a ginormous Goldberg fan, but to me, the Jackhammer is hands down bar none 
one of the coolest looking, most impactful moves on TV. You can't beat it when it's done perfectly. When it's done, when he fucks it up, it's ugly. You know what I mean? But it's, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's his fault when he does, but I guess it is because he's picked it's such a move reliant on your strength, I guess. So, like, it is his fault if it does. But man, oh man, that looks freaking cool. Like, when he did it at the Giant, and then he, I think he even did it at the Big Show when he was like in WWE, and mm-hmm. he's done it to Nash several times. Like, it's just, such a cool looking move and then the the leg going over for the finish and the pin and like that was it nobody kicked out of the jackhammer no one he, had, think... he had velocity with he move. did he like almost whipped yeah. him down and mm-hmm. like i don't did anyone kick out of the jackhammer even later days in wwe i don't think they did did they no i can't maybe recall. maybe taker to taker maybe kick out of it. did they even have a, a... I think Lesnar might have kicked out of it in the rematch. Lesnar would make sense if he did. In the rematch, yeah. that's about it. But, but like, yeah, just just goes rare. to show, like, no one can, like, even, anyway. Uh, again, not a giant Goldberg fan. I'm actually probably more of a Goldberg fan now than I was then, just because mm-hmm. I think it's respect for a guy who's 50-something and in that good of shape and still be able to do it. And, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was just such a cool-looking move. Such mm-hmm. a cool move. He had a few, like, really cool signature moves, too. Like, he had the one where he do the gorilla press into the the power the power slam he had one yeah. where gorilla press into like a spine buster like i mean give the give the guy some credit where it's due he, he had a, a short um move set plus, plus the spear was insane the spear was so good it's probably still the best spear that anybody's done mm-hmm. and that was a sweet setup right you always mm-hmm. knew that was the spear led right into the jackhammer and i just mm-hmm. i remember vividly playing uh, nwo uh wcw nwo revenge or whatever and that was like such a cool move in the game. It was like he did the spear, led right into the jackhammer. It was like so cool. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, jackhammer for me. All right, number six. Great pick. Great pick. Not on my list. Oh, <laughs> my four is looking good here. I think. Yeah. I don't know. That might, it might not even be four here. <laughs> it might not. My number six, and it's hard to believe this is this low because of who does it. But then again. I think it's because it's been bastardized so much, but it's the super kick and it's interesting. Only so you're saying super kick specifically, not switching music. Well, um, because of two people now, not okay. the young bucks, not the young bucks, <laughs> Shocker. Not, not super kick party because it, it doesn't look super like a crack kick an egg. Party. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But it'd be HBK, Sweet Chin yeah. Music, and Chris Adams back from uh, from World Class and from UWF. Ooh, that's, uh, I was going to say, I don't... That name sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Gen- gentleman Chris Adams, he was... Uh, his uh, ex-wife it was Stone Cold's ex-wife. Oh, no way. <laughs> so, the one who came up with the Stone Cold tea or yes, whatever? Yes, yeah, yeah. Jeannie Clark, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, Lady Blossom. So, I guess same. in my, in my uh, ignorance, I would have thought... I, I knew that Sean didn't come up with the move, but mm-hmm. I thought he was the one to sort of innovate it and perfect it. But that's that's cool to know. Yeah, and I because it's I just even, a savat kick or whatever, right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is, is. Yeah. and that's what they really yeah. called it when when Chris Adams was doing it, and then yeah. he called it the super kick. But and it was devastating. Like he would take somebody's head off with that move when yeah. he would do it. And Dolph Ziggler is another guy who does a oh, good he does super it really kick. well too. Yeah. yeah, he does it really well. To to Sean's credit, though, he makes it such more like. Um, uh, with the the lead the up performer, in the corner, the performance mm-hmm. of it is it's so yeah. cool. But Dolph does the same thing. But I don't know if Chris Adams did it because I don't think I've ever seen him. But did he do mm-hmm. like a whole build up and 
sort of it was kind of like slap in the leg type of thing get ready for it but but a lot of times it'd be out of nowhere too so and i and i do like that where it just ends the match so yeah so i want to get on my list but it's a great move i want to give credit to both of them but yeah i can't put it like the modern super kick because it's just I mean, well, look it's just at, a look, setup move now, yeah. I mean, you look at that. Remember that match, the steel cage match between um, uh, the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. I think they literally <laughs> at one point did something like ten super kicks in a row uh, to each other, yeah. and nobody went down. So, no. I mean, th- that's just. I feel bad that that move's been so destroyed. Yeah. Now the Usos have been better of late, but that was again their forte was just like they're bad for it too. Good. Now yeah. I think it's been a lot better lately in their their matches, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, good point. It mm-hmm. did not make my list. It'll probably make my honorable mentions though uh, for mm-hmm. for Sean. Yep. All right, where are we on number five? We are halfway through. So we're halfway five. through. So full disclosure, I mean, my five through one could be one A, one B, one C, one D, and one E. I mean, they're they're it's like kind of a toss-up for me on these but i will give the reason why i went with uh, what i did but number five for me is the stone cold stunner mm-hmm. so um can't not be on my list it's one of the most iconic moves it might not be the best move most technical move or even the most impactful move but it's the move that leads to the best looking selling of all moves of all time i mean there's no question so and it's protected and it's protected you're <laughs> yeah. right and just was I uh, did anybody kick out of it for us? The Rock, the Rock was like the right only in one of the yeah. this couple of the Mania matches, right? Yeah, um, but just so cool. He, he he the leg kick. Now he's later days. It was slower going, so it didn't kind of a, come out of nowhere kind of thing. But the early days of it, he would do that really quick gut kick and hit it, and like it was just like man, that was a cool ass move. But so yeah, loved Stone Cold at the time. Loved the move again. There's way more devastating moves, but to me, it was just the selling of that move, just with Rock and even even Hunter sold it really well. And like, yep, Christian and Edge and Shane Kurt McMahon, Angle, Kurt Angle, Shane Shane. <laughs> yeah, even Vince. I mean, Vince, Vince's no. terrible <laughs> selling of it was awesome though. His terrible selling made it awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, it was just a very memorable move. Let's just say that, and that's why it's number five for me. How would you rate uh, Disco's Inferno's version of that one? <laughs> I don't remember that much. I don't think it was that great. I, I actually think Kevin Owens does a pretty good version of it, to be honest. He does pretty good, yeah. He did a pretty, pretty solid version, but I don't think anybody can. The heyday of Stone Cold, nobody can match that that uh, that kick to the gut in the stunner. Nobody. It all comes down to your opponent's willingness to, to, uh, to sell for it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, I some mean, of the guys, some of the guys just don't Scott even know. Hall. Just, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Scott Hall was good. <laughs> but like, it's, it always baffles me when guys just go straight forward or like straight down. I'm like, what do you even, have you even fucking seen the move before? Like, why mm-hmm. would you even sell like that? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, I know it's not a, it's not a cutter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, so that's number five for me. So officially we have yet to have a, a similar one on here. So our list is getting pretty bare here, but uh, my number five, and I'm sure this made your list, the pedigree by Mr. Yeah, Triple H. It did. It did. Um, Seth, of course, is using that as well, but it all comes down to, to Triple H. Oh, I thought H you were going to go with the Slapjack. The Slapjack? Stevie Ray, <laughs> Stevie Ray Slapjack. Come on. We're only at number five. It's higher than that. <laughs> Wait till you hear my number one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, what can you say? It's it's just, I remember seeing this maneuver. I'm like, oh my God, how does somebody protect themselves yeah. from them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. As your arms are tied, you're like, mm-hmm. you're just basically full chest. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a definitely on my list. I'll get into it more for mine, um, but couldn't agree more. And it was to me when it when he pulled it out and like when he be, was starting to become the cerebral sass in the game, whatever, and he started to pull that move out. Oh no, I guess he did it as uh, Blue Blood, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. It just it looked cooler when he yeah, wasn't that. Did it? But... He almost killed a guy with it as the blue blood. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just it just like yeah that that element of it was like scary, but also like when a guy could sell it. There's some guys that just could not sell it. Like Kane, terrible at selling the pedigree. Kane was horrible. I just mm. remember every time like Kane, for Christ's sakes, just take the move. But uh, <laughs> there's just some guys that went down on their knees. It just didn't yeah, look as good, yeah. right? So. It really was dependent on like you had to lay out. You had to go straight on your chest. To make it did, yeah. Uh, but mm. yeah, no, great call. Yeah. Which is which is funny because my number four is the pedigree. <laughs> oh, we ding. We finally have a we, similar we did. one. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So uh, well, I guess yours is five, but mine's four. But yeah, for all those reasons we just talked about, and then also when he was the game, the pedigree like that was pinnacle, right? I mean, he hits that, it's over, right? Like when he had that run there. I don't remember, like, he did it to Foley, he did it to, and again, it was aided by those guys who could really sell it, and that's why it looked so cool. The Rock sold that move quite a bit, even though The Rock kind of went down that awkward one-knee kind of sell, which mm-hmm. didn't always look the greatest, but he seemed to sell it almost like the stunner, where he would bounce almost, so that was kind of cool, too, but um, yeah, just a really, really cool move, and Triple H is one of my all-time faves, so uh, it had to be on there, and it's it's number four for me. Yeah, good call. Good, Good call. Number four for me, and this man almost was my number one. I'm kind of like you. On these last four, any one of them could be number one. Honestly, I had this at number three, but I had to put the other one ahead of it at number three because of deference to the person who did it. You'll understand why in in a moment. But my number four, and I'm going to call two versions of this, the DDT. And I know you're saying like, oh, the DDT is like a headlock now, but but you got to remember back to uh, back in the 80s when Jake Roberts, the DDT, that was the most devastating maneuver, finishing maneuver in wrestling. It was the scariest maneuver. My childhood was scarred by that maneuver because one of the first Saturday night main events that I ever saw, he DDT'd Ricky Steamboat on the concrete on the floor. floor. Yeah. Yeah. And um that just blew my mind that he did that. And, um, and just, uh, just the setup for Jake with the short arm clothesline. And then, in, then he do, do the, the whole yeah. the finger. And then oh, he had, he wham. had the, the theater part of it down for sure. Fantastic. And it was over. Nobody kicked out of the DDT. Yeah. And then of course you knew Damien was coming. So that made it even, even crazier, but I'm going to give uh, also credit to Arn Anderson because Arn Anderson, when he did his DDT, you want to talk about snap? We talked about snap with um yeah. with uh Goldberg's uh jackhammer. The difference between Jake's DDT and Arn's, Arn would just lay it so quickly. Like it was just it was just like that. It was just yeah. he just had you down. I wanted to put Arn on there for the for the uh, spine buster, but technically it wasn't his finisher. It was a setup for him. He'd right. either usually use the uh DDT or use the Gord Buster, which is another cool maneuver, yeah. actually. Very cool. Cody does that ish. And and another guy who does it similar to Earn as far as speed was Raven. Raven had a really nice oh, DDT. Raven's DDT, the even flow. Yeah, that was that was. Nice. Yeah, but I, I think Earn had the quickest DDT. Uh, I mean, I know the Rock did, but I'm not even going to count that because it became, like I say, that's when it became a headlock. But yeah, yeah. To me, if you 
if you were a fan back in the 80s and you watched wrestling, you knew the DDT was like just crazy how scary that move would be. Agreed. I see. I would take a different spin on that. And uh, yes, I would think the version that you're speaking to, to me, is more of a sort of, I wouldn't say it's a mundane move. I think it's still a pretty impactful move, especially if guys do the straight up kind of take on it. But to me, it's the, the variation. So you look at um, the Impaler for Gangrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. edges execution like where he would pick him up spin him then hit him like kind of lay out with a sit out that those those type of ddts um look really really cool in my opinion those are way more than just uh like those are finishers for sure so but i i agree take any variation of the ddt it mm-hmm. deserves to be on the list i think mm-hmm. just depending on modern versus old school it definitely had mm-hmm. different impacts right yeah but no good choice okay all right, so what number are we on? We're in the three? top three now, brother. Top three. Top three. So, um, yeah, we're getting into the nitty-gritty here, but top three, number three for me is, uh, and again, you just mentioned the spine buster being, I would argue the rock bottom was still a finishing move for the rock, even though it did evolve into being the setup for the people's elbow, which then was the finisher. I just was yeah, never. Yeah, the rock bottom is his finisher. It's his I finisher. Know. I was never it, on board the people's with the elbow people's elbow. It was just a cherry on top, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> To me, super cool move. I know it's now it's pretty much just a, a bland Uranagi, but like the way he did it, the way he would like pick him up and the way he would spread his leg when he did it, like again, it's the little things. And he like you take a picture of that and silhouette that, that's a very cool looking pose, right? Mm-hmm. So like Rocky just did everything with the utmost sort of entertainment in, in mind. And like that that rock bottom was fantastic. It was one of my favorite moves then and that's why it's number three for me. Just the the spectacle around that move, and it, it it was a simple move. Obviously, didn't have a ton of impact, but he could do it to anybody. He did it to Big Show. He did it to Brock. He did it to whoever. And that's Hogan. 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 To me, yeah. that makes it cooler, right? Because it's it's the worst to me is when a guy is a finisher, but he has to um, substitute it out because he can't do it to certain guys, right? It's like, mm-hmm. well, he's kind of defeating the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was why it was so cool to me, and it was it obviously was a big part of his success in the early days and still now, I guess, but, but yeah, rock bottom to me is number three. Yeah. I mean, hard to argue with the rock. If you can believe it, I don't, I don't have the rock on my I list. I can't believe that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, that's, that's, I don't know. I think maybe because some of the rock stuff became a little too theatric. Maybe that's why and yeah, maybe the, fair. the people's elbow kind of, I agree. I was not a fan of the people's elbow. It was not my, it was not. Were you a fan of the bookend? Yes, I did like the bookend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Booker did a little differently where he dropped down on his knees a little bit more Mm -hmm. sometimes, but he would whip them down almost like Mm -hmm. versus laying out like rock laid him out. So that he would lay on his chest when he laid him out. So it kind of didn't have that same oomph, but yeah, Booker would slam guys down sometimes. Yeah, It was, it was Mm -hmm. good. And Booker's a big dude too. So yeah, no, love the bookend as well. I'm yeah, a big fan okay. of any of the Uranagi style moves. Like I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a very cool, cool way to do to to have a finisher. I think it's very cool. Who started the Uranagi anyways? Where'd that all come from? I have to assume Japan. Obviously New Japan, them. but yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know the innovator of it or where it came from, but I assume it's some sort of lineage in the eighties from Japan. Mm-hmm. Tends to be where all the cool moves come from. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Probably probably Johnny Ace again. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's what oh, he listen is. uh listen here uh that's what he put that receptionist in to get her into bed <laughs> a, stunner, a stunner and then a urinagi yeah, a little ace cutter and then a urinagi oh, hey oh <laughs> it's a euphemism 
god. Okay, number three for me, and uh, here's where I went back and forth with the DDT in this, but it was the stunner, Austin yeah, the stunner. Fair. And again, you could argue it wasn't a great maneuver. It was theatrics. It was. Yeah, it and again, probably wasn't it, the best move, but and it was protected. And you yeah. have so many memorable moments from that stunner, yeah. like just the way people sold it, the Rock doing his selling for it. Shane spitting beer all over the place. <laughs> Triple H, the way he I mean, was selling. Pat McAfee did that list. He sold it like a champ at WrestleMania. Everybody, everybody, yeah. except for Vince. Uh, Vince didn't do it that well. But. I mean, when you really break it down, like technically, it's not even a good jawbreaker. He doesn't even really. What is he actually hurting with that move? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's a jawbreaker at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but it's like, eh, there's not a whole lot of finishing jawbreakers except for Greg. Didn't uh, Scott Norton have one or something? That was a shoulder breaker, maybe. Yeah, I don't think breaker. there's any other jawbreaker type moves that are. Well, yeah, you, you had the rude awakening, which is a reverse stunner. Yeah, that's, much, I'd say a neckbreaker yeah. though. I'd say that's yeah. a neckbreaker, not a yeah. not a jawbreaker. Anyway, but, it's move because yeah, it looks fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it was Austin. I yeah. mean, and, and again, he made it. He made it cool. So going back to when it was hit, you knew the match is over. Yeah, and that's and that's to me is a great finisher. So and like yeah. the eruption and the pop of the crowd oh, when he like oh. what other finishing move gets a pop right? I mean that yeah. move gets a pop. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then Undeniable. all his stunner parties where he come in the ring just get everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At some points he got so tired he wouldn't even lift his leg. He would just, <laughs> he would just like <laughs> boot them in the shin. <laughs> he did sweet shin music and then yeah, exactly. But like also it just uh, where was I going with that? He I don't know. Was, yeah. Anyway, it was the like, pop the crowd I, gave the pop. I know it was just I was gonna go someplace with the uh, the sweet the the party, but um, it doesn't matter because it was just it was so cool. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Where are we at? Number two? We're number two, and I'll be shocked. I'm starting to worry that you're not going to have your boy in there, and this is this is crazy. Let's watch your number two. Uh, my number, you might be, you might be shocked. Then my number two is the F5. My uh, wow. Okay, I, so that's spoke our, about it. That's our third one. Yeah. Yep. So the F5 is uh, again. We already kind of. I won't. We won't belabor it too much, but just the the ability for Brock to do that to anybody to whip him around. He could spin the guy twice probably and, and still uh, do it. It just looks so cool. The early days, Brock, it was like, I vividly remember when he comes in the crowd with Paul Heyman and he slides under the ring on raw and like just starts giving the job. I think it was, maybe it wasn't jobbers, but I'm, I'm picturing jobbers that he gave it to out of nowhere when he debuted. And I was like, what the shit is that move? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It was the Spike coolest didn't thing he, he saw. like just destroy Spike Dudley oh, with or something. He probably did several times. But it's like, but you know what I mean? Nobody was doing moves like that in, in 2001. Like nobody was, right? Like he maybe there was a right? one-legged man. Do you remember that? <laughs> Zach, Zach Allen. Allen. I love Zach Allen. <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah, F5 is top, top of my list. It's number two, so not the top, but it, it's, it's up there. It's gotta be there. It's gotta be there. So yeah, cool, sure. man. Yeah. Um, I just realized you did not put who I thought you were going to put on that list because you gave it away what your number one is earlier yeah. in this. Okay. <laughs> I thought for sure Walls of Jericho was going to be on nah. there. No, I've never been that impressed with it, to be honest. Now, uh, when I'm he in, does, when he does the, the, lion, the lion, lion tamer. Lion tamer, yeah. That's what I meant, I the would, lion tamer. I, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm sketchy on submission moves because they just, mm. they lose a little impact, right? Because you got to mm-hmm. wait for the tap out and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. no, it's not, it's not on there. All right. Okay. And I don't think, yeah, we don't even have a submission. We don't have a submission. submission. No. Because these are finishers. A submission seems like it's a different. I mean, yeah. I mean, we well, could do sharp, top 10 submission maneuvers. We could. Sharpshooter yeah. was probably a finisher. I mean, yeah. Boston Crab was a finisher for a lot of guys. Like they're in Walls of Jericho. For sure they are. But to me, they're not as impactful. Yeah. 
All right, number two, and again, this is a maneuver that has been bastardized. What a maneuver. But, but you could argue not really in the WWE because it got outlawed in the WWE. Oh, but what, pile driver? The pile driver, yeah. and not just the pile Not driver. the album, not the soundtrack. Well, that's a great finisher, too, right? That's how I finish for my night every night. But, yeah. <laughs> well played. Uh, but, um, Paul Orndorff's yeah, pile driver. I knew, I knew your boy was going to be on there. Only because of, I've never seen anyone do it where they bounce people this? off their... What's that? Did he jump or did he just go straight down his butt? Oh, he jumped. He yeah. Because right? I will yeah. say, I do not enjoy a pile driver where the guy just. They just I leans hate, back and goes I on hate his butt. Jerry Lawler's where he would just lean back and he would yeah. kind of slowly go down. He just like or, slowly hit his Harley bum. Race. Harley Race yeah. did the same thing. It was like the slowest. It was like a right. a slow motion Whereas avalanche. Foley pile would do. Foley did a cool one where he'd, he would use the tights. Foley's was cool. Whip him yeah. down. Like he would kind of like spike him down, which was yes. really cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to picture Orndorff's. I can't because I didn't watch. He them. literally you know this. he would have watch them up. Them, but... He would look it up. Just look up. You'll yeah. find on YouTube. But uh, look at his ho- one on Hogan. It's just the most amazing one I've ever seen. But and he that would, would hold... be scary to do because oh. how do if you're jumping? How do you? I mean, you got to squeeze his head like incessantly, right? I mean, and actually, um, on our Facebook page, I put up a post about favorite finishers and it's Owen pile driving. Uh, oh, not, not Jesus. Austin. No, no, it's, oh, it's Owen pile driving Brett. And, oh, um, okay. But uh, yeah, like uh, he would get them up and he would hold them there and then he'd jump he in the jump. air and he, they crashed down and they would bounce off his thighs. I mean, he could obviously get away with it. He was so jacked up. If we're talking crazy. like it's, it's hands down the most vicious looking move of mm-hmm. all of wrestling still. I mean, mm-hmm. any, if you do a pile driver now, if you do it properly, it's sickening, right? When you, when you look at it, but it's just not done that much, I guess. Cause you just, I wouldn't, tr- I'm sorry. I wouldn't trust a guy to do it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you would, but yeah, no, that's, that's good choice. Yep. So good pile choice. driver, number pile two, driver, number two, number for you. two for me. So I think we've already given away my number one. And again, I can't believe it was your number 10, but my number one is the razor's edge. And here's why is because I will interrupt and say that's number four. Is that four? That's four of us. Yeah. Oh, there you go, bud. Um, Uh, No, no, no. I've got one left to go. (laughs) Oh shit. Right. uh, uh Oh, Um, to me, it was the setup. So like the coolest part about that move is he would, put him down in between his legs and he would do the spread arms and yes. that signified that was the that the was end. the coolest shit right there when he would do that even he did it as an outsider is really cool too mm-hmm. but like as razor he when he did that year and he would even do the sometimes you have the toothpick and he would throw yeah. it at him kind of thing mm-hmm. fuck that was so cool and he would just like the guy poor guy taking the move just had to sit there for like what probably seemed like five minutes mm-hmm. as he's doing his pose and the arm spread and then he would jack him up and then but even after he got him up it's still a couple seconds before he kind of oh yeah jigs him and gets him up in the in the the kind of the, the crucifix cross, pose the crucifix basically position yeah. mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. now i will give it you mentioned this earlier it did come off a little slow when he did actually drop him mm-hmm. down because he was obviously trying to not break his goddamn neck so <laughs> exactly, yeah <laughs> so he was trying to actually razor. <laughs> yeah it's kind of important but yeah. even even with that, it still was impactful because he's like he's such a big dude and he would just sort of fall kind mm-hmm. of not. I won't say gingerly, but he wouldn't like drive him down. Mm-hmm. I, there's variations of guys doing it, which is way more scary where they have him up set up like exactly like a razor's edge and then they'll do a sit down and, you, mm-hmm. and they literally pull, 
throw them up and then slam them down and like, Oh shit, that looks cool. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's all about the setup and all about the sort of the lead into the finish. And the, the finish itself was kind of like, to your point, less impactful, but it was just the coolest friggin' move. And he was just such a cool character, either one like razor yeah. or, or Scott Hall. So yeah, hands down my favorite. He's one of my favorites of all time. And that's easily my favorite move. Uh, Fantastic choice. I mean, I, I'm shocked that you had that number one, but it, uh, hey, it's an amazing maneuver. I, yeah. I think it should have been higher on mine, but it's just because I almost it's forgot tough. about it. It's tough, you know. And and you know what? I, now that you're mentioning the you know all the histrionics you did in, yeah. going into it, that reminds me back going back to the power bomb. Uh, ironically enough, his his boy Nash. Remember yeah. Nash used to do the, the same he used thing. to do. He'd do the like the cigar and he'd, he'd yep. uh, rub it out on their back or Maybe whatever. They do that a lot too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that's uh, nothing wrong with that one. Yeah. So that leads to my number one. And I think you know it. <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> Cobra for the win. I'd take it because that means I wouldn't win the bet. But no, it's, it's actually, <laughs> come on. What, what do you think it's going to be? Well, I can't even remember what your list was now. Uh, what didn't didn't you say? What would it be? I don't know. I'm I'm. It's late. I don't even know. If well, I'm... I win this bet. By the way, we got five the same. It's of course Macho Man Randy. Savage, oh, the elbow. The okay, cool. flying elbow. Come on. Yeah. You you. I believe it... this. That would be your number one, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's it like really just is. the you mentioned it. It's the grace that he had. Number one, again, it's all about the build up. Him doing yeah. the fingers up top, and then just getting his balance, and just you knew he was coming down and on the somebody. Flash bulbs that would go off. The when flash he was in the bulbs air. going, yeah. and he got that height. He got that distance, and when he hit it. He landed on people yeah. and it looked like they he didn't crushed. do that weak ass CM Punk shit where he like lands no. and he no. hits the mat 20 seconds before the, his elbow comes down. It's like mm-hmm. he, he, it almost looks like he freaking drives his elbow straight into their throat. Sometimes it's literally his armpit is going right it's, across yeah. their throat. Yeah. yeah. And, and so his side of his chest is, is actually hitting their right. side. So it looked devastating. It and did. He, it was just amazing. It's just such a beautiful you, maneuver. You know what's funny? And, and I, it just struck me that I didn't find it looked as good when he got bulkier and like beefed up in the NWO mm-hmm. and stuff. I didn't find it had the same impact. Did you? He didn't have as much distance. You right. Know, and that's height. probably it. He probably wasn't yeah. in the air. That's probably yeah. it. I, yeah. Yeah. But, fair I enough. mean, think of WrestleMania three when he went up uh, yeah. on steamboat. I mean, just, oh, yeah. Just so the, the flash bulbs going and stuff like that. So good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be my number one. I mean, it's savage, man. It's like, yeah. It's it's for me it rotates between Hogan, Savage, Brett, you know, as who's my favorite of all time with Orndorf coming very close too. But I mean it's 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 just amazing what he did, you know. Undeniably I, I know. the best high flying move of all time mm. still. And people will argue all kinds of different moves to modern day, but there's nobody that did that a high flying move better than that guy. Oh, it's just chef's kiss on that. Yeah. And it, you know, it, I realize my list is very WWE heavy. But I think that's one thing with WWE too. They made sure moves were protected, and that's yeah. why that's why it's it's that way. Well, they they mattered. You definitely knew that once once he hit that elbow, man. It was, I think Andre did he not? Andre kicked out of it or something early days, didn't he? Yeah, maybe, I think maybe. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Hogan like, kicked out of it. Hogan of course. kicked out of it. 
and got like, revived by it. <laughs> yeah, but you knew that was it, man. Like when he yeah. when he went up there and the flash bulbs in midair, like yeah, that was that was cool. All right, should so, we do uh, some honorable mentions here? Yeah, I just wanted to mention one thing. There was one that I wanted to put on there, but I couldn't tell if it. I couldn't remember if he ever did it as a solo because I knew he did it as a tag team, but it was scott steiner's uh steiner screwdriver remember that, that i think insanity? he did do it as he did well did he, he had do the steiner it? recliner did he do it i don't as think big he Papa did Pump? it on his big Papa pump run to be honest. okay because he did it as the steiner brothers i remember that but that's the scariest yeah, thing i've ever seen in my yeah, life it's a danger move I, yeah i feel like he had the he did the um to set up the steiner recliner i think he did the mm. um oh shit what's it called uh, almost like um, the uh, flatliner, but it's not. Anyway, mm-hmm. kind of, he kind of, I think he set him up with that and then did the stunner. But he, he might have done it a few times, but he definitely yes. was how, more. How great is a name, Steiner Recline? so good. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. So, I mean, Steiner was fantastic, but yeah. Oh, no. my God. But that, okay. that screwdriver, when I saw it, I remember the first time I actually saw it on like Superstars of Wrestling. And I, I almost threw up when I saw So it. Brian Cage does that move currently still. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times he does it, but he does variation of that move. And it's just mm-hmm. as sickening when he does it too. Yeah. But it, yeah. see the problem with those moves and I, and I would add the burning hammer in there, but even though the burning hammer, nobody really did it when I would like, mm-hmm. I know that it was in Japan and stuff, but mm-hmm. burning hammers probably, they called it at one point the most dangerous move or whatever. But those moves don't have the same impact to me because, or like, oomph because they're too hard to sell. They're too hard right. to, to execute for the other guy, right? I mean, so like Brian Cage doing the his version of the Steiner um, or the whatever screwdriver. Screwdriver, yeah. It it, it, it doesn't look that great because the guy doesn't go his head doesn't go straight into the mat. It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's either tucked off his leg or I think mm-hmm. like Thunder Rosa has one, and you're like, okay, that would be a cool video game move, but they never hit their head or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or so. Yeah. I think that matters too, and that if it if it's too dangerous, then they're not going to be able to sell it, which kind of takes the whole point out of it, right? So to mm-hmm. me, the burning hammer is that kind of same deal. By the way, I just saw something with the flying flying elbow. Um, you know who had a really good flying elbow, ironically enough, was Test. Remember he oh, did that for yes. a little while. Good call. Rest yeah. in peace, yeah, Andrew Martin. But yeah, that was yeah. that was a good call. He was a big dude doing it too. Big dude doing it, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and he got some. Anyways, yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah, okay, let's um, so rip through honorable some mentions. honorables. Yeah. So I'll just bang off mine. So yep. these are really in no particular order, but I had Sweet Chin Music on there. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was not, I've documented this several times on the show, but I'm not a big triple uh, Shawn Michaels guy, but mm. undeniable how that move really was like so cool at the time. And then it, uh, obviously, we've talked about how it's become kind of common, but his version of that move can't beat that. Uh, the the sort of um, theater of that move. Um, Last Ride Powerbomb, that was mm-hmm. on there for me because I just thought it was a really cool move at the time. Taker's mm-hmm. legit six whatever, so the guy's up there super high when he's doing it mm-hmm. to him. Uh, and he would friggin' drive him down. He didn't just drop mm-hmm. him. He would whiplash that guy down when he did it. So to me, yeah. it was the impact of that. And then I, obviously I have the RKO on them. I, mm-hmm. I love the RKO. I really do, and the fact that he can pull it out of nowhere and it uh, he has variations of it. I just, to me, it's one of those ones that the, the idea of it is cooler than the actual sort of move execution mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. That's the only it. reason it's not on my mm-hmm. like actual list, but it's it's cool, and I'm a big Orton fan. You know that, so uh, yeah. So, so yeah. 
but yeah, those would be three. And I already mentioned the burning hammer is a cool move, but I didn't have it on there just because nobody can sell, nobody can sell the freaking thing. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, for me, uh, honorables Brett for the sharpshooter. Yeah. Um, I got to give an honorable to Flair. I know the figure four leg lock is no longer. It's it's not even a like a headlock anymore, but. Yeah. When he was doing it, it was a finisher. Like him and Greg Valentine really oh, used that Valentine, quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, also, I love uh, Charlotte's figure eight, the way she does the Oh, she the does bridge. it cool, though. That's yeah. a total different variation. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty cool. I got to give props to Hogan for the leg drop. I mean, I know everybody's <laughs> like, it's it's basic, but nobody was kicking it out did, of it. It did its <laughs> trick, though. It, it did, did its trick. trick. Yeah. The frog splash, and I'll give Eddie credit, and also RVD for his uh, five-star I was going to say, his five-star is great. It was crazy the the air and the bounce yeah. you get off that and Superfly Snooka for just the Superfly splash yeah. because yeah. he was such a big dude doing it and, I, re, and go back remember too fair. nobody was doing stuff off the top fair enough he was doing that. my yeah. only criticism of that Snooka splash is half the time it felt like he didn't really impact that well or like he his knees hit first like it just mm. to me it wasn't as like consistent as like the elbow right he just. Anyway, I, maybe I'm just go, not. Go back I, didn't, and watch, I didn't watch a ton of stuff, yeah. matches, just to be fair. So. Yeah, exactly. Go back and watch early 80s stuff, and you'll yeah. have a better appreciation for yeah. that. Um, the Spear, uh, so many different versions, but Goldberg, for one, but yeah. it technically wasn't his finisher, but, man, he would take people out of their boots. <sighs> and Rhino, Rhino oh, would always, gore. with the gore. Yes. Yeah, good call. That was it. Good call. Uh, modern day, Pac with the red arrow. Yep. Or yep. pack is it pack whatever yeah, yeah. the red arrow is pretty pretty cool because he actually hits it most times as opposed yeah. to a lot of guys who miss those um special special category for canyon for coming up with 18 different finishing <laughs> maneuvers um and then just uh, very quickly one that i would have loved to put on the list but it's become pretty basic but i always i was always a big fan of lex luger's torture rack nice. I always, good, good call or hercules hernandez good he used call. to use the the yep. torture rack too and uh, what was the other one? Oh, JBL with the clothesline from hell was yeah. just devastating looking. Um, other than that, the Styles Clash, pretty cool. Um, yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, and he, uh, can, he can hit it on pretty much anybody too, so that's a good call. And the Brogue kick, I mean, because it looks yes, like he boots somebody's head off. <laughs> I, I would just... throw in there too. I was just thinking as we were talking, um, like Christian's um, Unprettier I think, when early days, and I think he calls it what uh, – for kill switch now i think or something mm-hmm. like that's a that's a pretty cool move and that's had some longevity too there's the thing is and i was just thinking about this as you were talking like there's a shit ton of moves that i think are really really cool but they don't have longevity they didn't have the mm-hmm. same oomph they didn't have the finish like they didn't actually have guys get over like mm-hmm. these moves that we listed were guys that got over with these moves right it's not yes. just like yeah there's all kinds of like when you think of lex luger's um torture rack well there's all kinds of guys that do a torture rack into a neck breaker or mm-hmm. uh like a fireman's carry into a cutter or whatever yeah those are cool but they haven't been established as like guys have made careers out of them. And right. we're going to get shit on for not having the one winged angel on here and all this shit. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Kenny hasn't become that guy yet. He just hasn't. So like, and remember, I'm only familiar with the rock or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm only familiar with Kenny from AEW. Like right, I didn't exactly. watch any of his Japan stuff. So to see the one wing, I've seen a year's worth he's, of it. Yeah. yeah he's done mm-hmm. it. But again, he hasn't become like, he, yeah, he's been the champ. I get it. But like, mm-hmm. again, you need, you need consistent, sort of time proven where that move is just as over as the guy right and i know it is but it isn't really for kenny yet and stuff so anyway there's yeah. uh, listen i'm sure we're gonna get like 20 different moves that get thrown at us we're like oh yeah, that's yeah. A fair point 
That's what and, it is. And but. I'll um I'll throw in because I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot about it was end of days is a very cool super cool move. Super cool move and impressive that he can do it to mm-hmm. anybody too, because that's all him. Like he whips yeah. the guy, he holds he holds the guy up basically. Essentially, I know mean, you can probably lift your knees and give him some help, but mm-hmm. he's basically holding him up and then flipping him back. Well, I'm excited. By the way, off topic, but I'm excited to see what they're doing with Corbin. He's coming back big, I think. Yeah, especially with JBL tied in. Well, that he might be part of this Bray thing. I don't know what he's. There's talk that he might be included in this Bray thing coming. Anyway, JBL would be, would be funny. Cool. Would it be funny if he came back and did the clothesline from hell? Because he's a guy who could do that. He could easily pull it off. Because he kind of did a off. version of that in NXT as a setup. He would do a vicious yeah. clothesline. You know. So yeah. anyway, I, we've probably we've probably done this. Uh, we've passed our time on this topic, but yeah. I, yeah, we could go for ages. Very quickly, I'm just going to mention we got a couple things from uh, from our uh, listeners because it was very last minute where I put this up, but I wanted to give them a shout out because I really do appreciate them. Uh, mentioning but our, our good our good friend steve mccachran um uh and make sure you're going checking uh checking out the bruins fast cast uh, that's I mean, time uh, of year now he's probably getting hyped he's, up here he's getting hyped up and i mean it's like seven to eight minutes each episode so please you you've got seven minutes that you can listen to yeah. uh, uh a podcast for a good guy who talks hockey and he's a huge bruins fan so give it a listen but steve uh He's like me. He said the good old fashioned Jake Roberts DDT back when finishers were protected and really meant the match was over. The setup was so good. Short arm clothesline, then the boom game over. And I I still remember Jake. um, Somebody asked him what DDT stood for. And he said the end. And that's all he said. You know how Jake does his things. Yeah. I mean, come on. Did he, he, he didn't, did he create the move though? Cause I've always wondered this. There's been arguments about it, but yeah, he, gets, he, he gets credit, he but it, and it was by mistake, actually. He was doing a front face lock, and, and somebody, I think the guy stepped on Jake's foot, and Jake fell backwards while he had the front face uh, lock, and that's, that's So he it, did. he is credited for coming up with it? Yeah, although there's been arguments that maybe a couple other people might have done something similar, but really, it's it's so hard to, to figure out it if look it was. Cool anyway. Yeah. And I also want to shout out uh, the guys from Top of the Cage podcast. It's at TOTC underscore pod. And they're, they're a great podcast as well. Very supportive. I think they're located in Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. There's so many podcasts I listen to. But uh, they do a lot of stuff with independent scene as well in, in that area. Uh, but good point that he made, too. It said, this is difficult. I feel like mine changes all the time. And I, I kind of can agree with that, too, that just like, you, you might on a certain yeah. day pick a certain yeah. wrestler that's your favorite, but pretty sure we did an episode in the same topic. And I think mine has changed since then. Right now, I think the dangerous brain buster. I've been on a kick of watching Japanese finishers because theirs are always so brutal. So, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. some of those brain busters that some guys do are pretty vicious looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Some of them at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so that was interesting. That's, that's, uh, that's our episode folks, but, uh, we encourage you, like I say, the post is up on our, on our social media, go on there and put your, your picks for this. Let us know what you thought of the episode and what you think your favorite finishers are. Were we on the money? Were we crazy? Are we stupid? Uh, would you agree that these are the top 10 for you? I'd love to list out your top 10, feel free. And, Maybe we'll revisit the episode and uh, and uh, list them off. And we are going to do a tag team top ten as well because there's just so many Absolutely. good tag team finishers. I mean, that's going to be tough. Oh, that's I can't wait! I can't wait. 
and now I want to watch a, a Steiner screwdriver before I go to bed and almost <laughs> vomit again. I think it's just because that guy is insane. That's what he makes is it. Because pretty it's crazy. The, it's the but same thing with Brock. Awesome. It's the other argument I have with Brock yeah. because you legit think that he's going to snap and kill somebody. Yeah. Same with Steiner, right? So, yeah. Totally. 100%. <laughs> Anything that you want to leave us with, Jay, before we go? No, I just, uh, great, great, uh, great time recalling these. I always, it's funny because we talk about this all the time, but like as we talk, like all these things pop in your head. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even remember that and forgot that. And it's just cool to kind of go down memory lane. But uh, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for a great chat. For sure. Well, I uh, thank you for putting a lot of work into it. You, you dug a few <laughs> of the, uh, of the vault that I didn't even think of. So congrats on that. I win our bet five of the same (laughs) ones. So there we go, (laughs) but we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it again for the tag team. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the nightmare, J I am BC and we are. 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 Are